0: Good. Hey, hey everyone. Good morning. How's it going? Good. I am in charge of the MC roster and this morning I was like, oh, I'll just get Sam to do it and then I realised Sam and Megan were away and I was preaching and Sarah's on the roster but she's worship leading and I already said this but Mark's in Singapore so he can't do it either. Um, and so thanks Nick for jumping on. But I fully gave you the wrong information. I don't know if Nate's back next week. I I don't think he is, but who cares? We don't need him. We don't need him. We're all still here. You had coffee this morning. We had worship. We've got a sermon. What more do we need? Good morning. I've been on holidays this week. I said this to Nick before. So I've literally had nothing to do. But I feel like I've had the least amount of time to prepare a sermon. Like even less so than when I'm working full time and doing everything else, right? It just, you know when you're on holidays and your days just fill up and you get up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's 11 o'clock, I should probably go to bed. Like it's it's 11 o'clock at night, not in the morning. So please forgive me if you have no idea what I'm saying this morning, but We've prayed it enough that the Spirit is going to just make something of this for you. So last week, uh, Nay spoke about the invite, right? Was anyone here last week? Can anyone give me the one-sentence snapshot of his sermon? All right, great. Follow Jesus. Well, look, I mean, let's be honest. That, that would pretty much apply most weeks, right? <laughs> that, that, could, that could be the answer to any question. Jesus. So we're in this uh, mini-series at the moment of the fundamentals of Jesus, and this week we're looking at Holy Spirit dependence. So we had the invite last week, this week we're looking at Holy Spirit dependence, and we're looking at Jesus in particular and His dependence on the Holy Spirit. And At the start, I really just want to quickly try and separate the two things, the Holy Spirit and Jesus, because it can be a hard concept to understand, and by no means am I a theologian or a scholar, and so I'll probably butcher it, but hopefully I can create some separation. The guys at the Bible Project, I don't know if anyone's watched any of their videos online, um, but if you want to feel really smart, watch some of their videos. They've, the Bible Project do videos on, on every book of the Bible, and they, they do a snapshot of the book really, really well, and they explain all of the, the themes and, and flow of each of the books, and, and they have some specifically on different elements of the Bible. And One of them is the Holy Spirit, and they sum it up really well. But the Holy Spirit in, in Hebrew is pronounced ruach, right? It's, it's the wind... It's energy, it's, if we don't see the wind move the trees, but we know it's there, right? We know it has power. I think there was some gusts of wind last night that were blowing stuff over. We know that this invisible force has incredible power. <clears throat> they also describe it when you take a deep breath in and you hold it in and you could feel that energy within you, that is Ruach, that's, that's the spirit of God, God's personal presence. That is the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we can do incredible things. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can do things that are way beyond our earthly nature. So the Spirit is the invisible presence of God. Jesus was a man. He was the Son of God, but he was also the Son of Man. A man with a human soul. A human soul that was the guiding principle in his decisions and, and the principle of his moral actions. Just like you and I, he had the same feelings and, and emotions that we have. He had a human self-consciousness. And it can be really easy, I think, for us to forget that. It can be easy to lose Jesus' personness in this idea that he's the Son of God. And he was perfect and he didn't get angry. He didn't get sad. But we know that's just not true. We see that all through the Bible, examples of human emotions that Jesus exhibits. So when we separate the two, we understand that he's the son of God, but he left his godly power to become man. So we have to assume and and we understand that he got his power through the Holy Spirit. And we see it many times in the Bible, and it's written many times. But what's really interesting about that is Jesus puts himself in an acknowledged position of weakness. He was God who became man. And so he put himself at the mercy of the grace of God, right? He, he acknowledged that when he came to earth, everything that he was going to have was by the grace of God. He was just like You are me. And so we see this perfect example of what it is to be a Christian, a man who lives with the Spirit and and lives his life out dependent on the Holy Spirit of God. Everything powerful Jesus did, miracles and uh, incredible feats of emotional strength came through the Holy Spirit. And so this morning I want to look at just three really practical and easy points where... I say this every time, we're not here for a long time, we're here for a good time, right? So that's that's this morning, 100%. Three really, um, I think, practical and easy to take away points. Let's pray and then we're going to look at those. Jesus, we just pray um, this morning as we, as we listen to the word that you've given to me, that you would use it, that you would just... Um, you would speak through me and and that we would open our hearts and open our ears and our mind to receive that word from you. Um, That we would see beyond anything that's happening in this uh, earthly space and we would see that kingdom power that you promised to us and that you uh, want us to receive. So we just pray, yeah, open our hearts, open our minds, Lord, as we listen this morning. Amen. So the first point, which goes to Jesus' humanness, was but also his godliness. He was created by the Spirit. Confusing sentence, right? But we've just come out of Christmas. Everyone's familiar with uh, the Christmas story. If not, uh, it's Jesus' birthday. He was born in a manger to a young woman and a man out of wedlock, and he was conceived by the Spirit. (laughs) That gasp was amazing. (laughs) So we read it in in Matthew uh, chapter 1, and we're going to have the, the verses on the screen. You would have heard this many times in the month of November and December. As he considered this, him being Joseph, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. All right. That little bit on the end always gets me. The angel's just like, it's conceived by the Holy Spirit, he's going to save people from their sins. And then just like, choofs away. Back up. Just dropping a bit of knowledge and then leaving, right? It's crazy. So Jesus was born from a human woman, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And the application, I think, for us of this is. Sarah talked about it before. New year, new me. I've got so many things that I want to do this year. And, and every time I think of one, it leads into another one. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I'm just going to have to redo my entire life. I've got so many new things. I'm getting up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym and like I'm doing all this stuff. It's going to be so good. Oh. But imagine if everything we did this year, every new venture, every idea was conceived by the Spirit. Imagine if everything that we set out to achieve was something that we prayerfully considered and and asked the Spirit to speak into. And and when I say everything, I mean everything, right? Like in this case, I would need to ask the Spirit if I really am to go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. Is that from the Spirit? Does that work in, in the plan that Jesus has for my life this year? I think it's a really interesting thought to have, right? If, if you approached everything you did in that way, every new business venture, every new ministry that we create, that we start in this church, every, even our hobbies. If we formed our life around this idea that the things we are doing and the things that we're starting have come from the Spirit. I think we'd see incredible change. We're a group of, I think there's a hundred of us in this church, give or take. Imagine if a hundred people in this community were living fully Spirit-driven lives. I think we'd see incredible things. Everything we did was prayed over, was was journaled over. We took some time to sit and just listen to God, listen to what He's saying to us, listen to what the Spirit wants in that moment. We affirmed it in our faith community. We go to our small group and we say, hey, look, I'm thinking about taking up archery this year. I know it's crazy. But how do you guys feel about that? And, and even that sentence sounds ridiculous, right? Well, what does my small group care about whether I go and spend hours playing archery? Playing? I, you d- do archery? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like archery tag. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, a, I think it's a cool thought. And I think, it's, I think it's something that takes a lot of bravery and, and it takes commitment, obviously, to, to dedicate that time to, to looking at that idea. But I just think we would see incredible things. Jesus, conceived by the Spirit from the very beginning, the Spirit was a part of Jesus and, and he's a part of us, right? The Spirit is, I 100% believe, a part of the miracle of birth. Human bodies are incredible very confusing and but they're just like ah oh. anyway that's the, off the topic but imagine if everything we did was conceived by the spirit the second thing was that jesus ministry so we know it was conceived by the spirit his ministry started with the spirit luke makes a point to draw this out in in luke chapter 4 verse 1 it says then jesus full of the holy spirit returned from the Jordan River he's been baptized by John the Baptist he was led by the spirit into the wilderness and then luke says it again a few verses on luke 4:14 4, then jesus returned to galilee filled with the holy spirit's power reports about him spread quickly through the whole region so the first steps jesus took in his public ministry were filled with the spirit Luke's very clear about that. And I think there's two applications of this here. The first is, if we just go back quickly to Luke 4, verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. I probably should have added the next verse. Sorry, guys, at the back. But the next verse is that he was led into the Spirit where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. We know that he goes through this trial and and the devil continues to tempt him. The only way Jesus got through that was with the power of the Spirit, right? It doesn't say Jesus went into the wilderness in his own human strength and defeated the devil after 40 days of temptation. Because that's just not how it worked. We don't have the strength to do that. We are broken in nature and, and just as Jesus was a human, just like he had the same emotions, the same thoughts and feelings. He was able to withstand the temptation from the enemy because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And who knows if the enemy is going to tempt us in life, right? This is not a specific thing for, for Jesus. Our life is full of temptation from the enemy. It's full of trials and life is hard. For a lot of people I know last year was was really difficult, and the last few years have been really difficult, and, and 2023 may look similar. Some people may be going in with worries already. Imagine being filled with the Spirit to know that we can get through whatever that worry is, right? Jesus overcame the temptation of the enemy because he was filled with the Spirit. We know that obviously Jesus goes on to to defeat the enemy by dying on the cross and ultimately has that victory. But he defeated him here by being filled with the Spirit. And as much as life is hard, life's also good sometimes, right? There's happy moments in life. And how good is it to have someone to celebrate that with? To be able to say, Thank you, Jesus, for this thing. I'm so grateful that the Spirit worked this way in my life. He was conceived by the Spirit, his ministry started with the Spirit. And so I think the second application is well, if we've set aside the time to, to ask the Spirit to be a part of these new ventures we start this year, doesn't it make sense that we'd ask Him to, to start it with us? Right? How many times do we come up with a great idea and then go, I know how to do this. I can can get this going on my own. I could just, when you stand back and look at it, you think that's so stupid. Why would you do that? But then how many times have we been that person that does that? It's like, "Oh, oh, oh. What if everything we did this year was started with prayerful consultation of the Spirit? We've asked him to come in and and reveal that this is something for our lives. Now let's ask him, how do we start this? What do we do? What does this look like if we're actually to lean into this? And again, I think we do it in the same way. We pray over it. We journal over it. We we affirm it in our faith community. But if we begin things in our own strength, well, let's be honest, it's not God-honoring. We've asked Jesus to we've asked the spirit to to reveal something to us and then we said thanks for your hard work we'll take it from here. It just doesn't work. Everything we do should start with the spirit because if we don't and if we try and do it in our human strength I can guarantee you it's bound to fail. Whether it's in a year or whether it's in 3 years or whether it's in 6 weeks if we do it in our own strength it's just not going to work. The third thing is that Jesus continued his ministry through the Spirit, right? He, it was conceived by, it was started by, and it was led through by the Spirit. We see throughout Jesus' ministry, he continues to do more and more incredible things, performing miracles and and I said it earlier, overcoming incredible emotional pain. If we acknowledge that Jesus was human like you or me. We we acknowledge that he had the same feelings as you or me. And I mean, I think we've all gone through something in our lives where we thought, damn, that hurt. Emotionally, not physically, emotionally. And we see Jesus time and time again go through persecution. And when you really simplify it, right, we look at all these people that hated Jesus, I don't know, if I knew so many people hated me, do I think, would I change the way that I did things? I think it's a question that we would all ask ourselves, right? Like to have that commitment, to have that fortitude, to know that the Spirit is leading me in this, so I'm going to continue no matter what persecution I receive. And so Jesus continued his ministry filled with the Spirit. He performed greater and more miracles through the Spirit. Not because he became a better human and read lots of books and knew his had his own head knowledge and and got better at stuff. He got better through the Spirit working in him, his full dependence and reliance on the Spirit in his life. How easy is it for us to just forget that the Spirit's there so many times? We, We... you know, we sit here this morning and, and I've said the Holy Spirit many, many times. And I'm trying to say it many, many times so that when you leave here, all that you remember me saying was the Holy Spirit, right? Because then it doesn't matter what else I said, at least you'll acknowledge oh, the Holy Spirit. And you'd take from that whatever whatever it is that you want. If we pray over something, if we start something in the spirit then we we have to continue it by the spirit when things get hard when things get tough we have to go back to the spirit and we have to make sure that it's a part of everything we're doing through that ministry so many actual ministries that are born out of a church start in a really great way and and even may start with the spirit in the beginning right but after a few years we find a rhythm we we know what we're doing now we don't we don't pray about it as much because we're like, well, we've got this. We've been doing this for three years. What what more could we need, right? And then all of a sudden things go wrong and we go, well, I think it's time for maybe this, maybe we'll wrap this up. This ministry might be done. I wonder how many times we've done that to ourselves where it's not actually been. No, I don't even wonder. I know how many times I've been a part of that sort of stuff, right? It sucks. But if we have reliance on the Spirit from the beginning to the end, well, then all we're doing is living out God's plan and we'll see kingdom growth, we'll see, we'll see kingdom outcomes in those things that we're involved in. The last point this morning, and, and it's a real short one, but it's great, is that the same spirit that did these things in Jesus is available to us, right? The same spirit, not a different one, not a lesser version, the same presence of God that, that filled Jesus, that led him through this ministry, is available to us this morning. Today, tomorrow, every day, always and forever. That's good news, yeah? That's good news. Because it means that not only was Jesus the perfect example of, of a man, of a human, and a God and, and whatever else, but it actually means that everything he did is achievable. It's not unattainable. He was human just like us, and he relied on the same spirit that we have access to. So why couldn't we do the same thing? So this morning, I told you we were here for a short time, not a long time. Good time? We're good time. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray that you will be filled with the spirit this morning, right? But then we're going to pray for each other. As Nath would say, we're going to do something a little bit different. <clears throat> I'm going to invite you maybe if you just want to stretch out your hands. When we receive something from God, when we're, when we're expecting to receive, we reach out our hands as a sign that we are expecting to receive something from God, right? And so let's bow our heads and just reach out our hands. And God, this morning I just pray that you would you would make space in us to receive your Spirit. I pray that you would just remove all... Uh, everything of us that's taking up space all of those things that we think we can do in our own power in our own strength we just pray that you would actually just take our own strength away Uh, and this morning we pray that you would just fill us with your spirit We pray that everything that we venture to do this year would be from you and we pray that we have an outpouring of your spirit this morning that gets us started on that. Everything we do is going to come from you and so we need an outpouring of your spirit this morning and so I just pray that you would just pour out your spirit in this place. I pray that any pride, any anything of this world that gets in the way of us achieving what you have destined for our lives this year and, and for every year moving forward, that you would just remove that from us and you replace it with yourself, Lord, your spirit, your personal presence, your Ruach, that invisible power that moves the trees, that that does incredible things. We pray for that in our lives this morning. Fill us up, Lord. I'm going to invite you now, maybe if you can turn to the person next to you and pray that the Spirit would fill them even more because it's easy for us to sit here and listen to me but we can ignore me, right? If I say to you, ask the Spirit to fill you, that pride that all of those things can get in the way, we don't do it but when someone else prays it over us as a faith community there's power in that and so i'm just going to invite you now the music's going to play for a little minute and i just pray that you would and invite you to turn to the person next to you and ask that they would be filled with the spirit let's do that now